0: I reach down and I can feel that her head is out, which is just incredible because I will say, I still kept waiting for like, where's the the pain? Like the really, I can't get through this pain. I, I, everyone talks about like, you'll have a moment where you're like, I can't do this. And I kept waiting for that moment. And then her head was out and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I did it.
1: I'm Cynthia Overgaard, owner of Hypnobirthing of Connecticut, childbirth advocate, and postpartum support specialist.
2: And I'm Tresha Ludwig, certified nurse midwife and international board-certified lactation consultant. And this is the Down to Birth podcast. Childbirth is something we're made to do, but how do we have our safest and most satisfying experience in today's medical culture? Let's dispel the myths and get down to birth.
0: Hi, I'm Christina, and I'm from Seattle, Washington, and my husband is Giles, and this is the story of my daughter's birth. So when I think about her birth story, I think something that's important to note that I think is probably typical of most, maybe not most, but a lot of women's birth stories is what you hear about birth before you get pregnant, which I just have like these memories of being like terrified of birth. So I, like I was saying to my husband, I can remember when, as a kid, like I was so afraid of giving birth someday, which is ridiculous. Like you're a little kid and like, why would that even be on your mind? But I just remember having this fear of like, oh, someday I'll have to endure this like horrible pain. Um, So basically that's all I knew going into this was that like, childbirth was going to be painful. It was going to be dangerous. I also think that is something that I hear a lot. And you're going to need to be in a hospital. You're going to need a lot of help. Um, And that's like all I knew.
1: We shouldn't have to go into this process overcoming things, but that is how the process begins for most of us. We first have to overcome the fear, the doubt. And then we have to start like embracing and envisioning the birth we want and preparing for that. But there's like this first wow. hurdle of overcoming. It's it's interesting that you even recognized it because for some of us, it's so innate. We don't even realize we're carrying that fear yeah. <laughs> or why we are.
0: Well, I didn't really think about that I had been carrying that fear um, until you know as I was getting more into it and learning a little bit more about childbirth and um, you know, I, I had a pretty easy pregnancy and I knew that the, this was coming. So I started to like, look into it a little bit more, read birth stories, kind of get a little bit into it. And, um, I had this like feeling that I really wanted to experience childbirth. Like, I can't explain that. And I don't know why, like, even though I had this fear and everything I heard about it was that it's awful and that it's hard and that, you know, you need a lot of medical intervention. I had this feeling where I was like, I kind of want to like
2: feel what that feels like. That's called your maternal instinct.
0: Oh, I I like that. I hadn't really thought about that. That's what Um, that is. Yeah. So I then kind of started floating that by people. Um, So I, And people would kind of say, okay, but you know, be ready to like go with the flow. You know, if I would say like, I think I want to try to not have an epidural just because I want to feel what a contraction feels like, or I want to feel that like urge to push. That was my thing. I know that's so weird, but I wanted to feel the urge to push. And um, everybody was like, okay, but be flexible. It was more of like, you're not going to get what you want. So I started to look a little bit more into things. I actually told a co-worker of mine about this. She asked me like, what was my plan for childbirth, which was unusual. People don't typically ask you that. And like, they don't ask you um, what you want.
1: They don't ask what you want because there's this presumption that it's all out of our hands. Like we'll have to see how it goes is, is one of the problematic statements that when that's, that's implicit in those conversations that we'll see how it goes. And when we can recognize the, how much we can influence our own births, it, everything changes, but it starts with someone saying, what do you want for your birth?
0: It, it totally. Yeah. And I, I what told, a concept
1: to right. ask someone that.
0: I know. I, well, now I'm like, I need to ask other women that. <laughs> exactly. Um, so she asked me and I said, Oh, you know, I'm planning on, um, having my baby at St. Joe's, which is a hospital here. And I want to try to do no epidural, but we'll just see what happens. And she told me she, and I'm so thankful for her. She was like, if you want to do that, you need to prepare. If you show up and you're going to just go with the flow, you are going to get an epidural. She, I will say, she did say it's very painful. It is so hard. You have to be ready. In my experience, I'll get to this. It wasn't painful, but that was her experience. And I was so thankful for it. She did have a unmedicated childbirth. And so I was like, okay.
2: Did you know at the time what she meant by getting ready? Did she give you any guidance on that?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember. I I don't know. She just told me I needed to prepare. I, I needed to like, I think like brace myself mentally or like have a plan, have a birth plan. So From there, I started to look into different resources online. So I found some Instagram accounts that had like videos of birth, which I had never seen. And what we'd seen were like things on TV, you know, where the woman is like on her back and she's screaming. Like, I think of like the office when Pam has her baby and she's, it's like horrifying. Um, so we looked into some Instagram accounts and started watching videos of childbirth and they were like really beautiful and peaceful. And both my husband and I would like cry every time we would watch these births. And so then I started to be like, oh, that's what I want. Like, I want this to be a beautiful experience. Whereas I think previously I just wanted to like feel that primal feeling, And that was when I was like, oh, this can actually be like a positive experience. Now I need to figure out how to have that positive experience. So then I had heard a little bit about hypnobirthing um, from some like online forums and groups that I was a part of. And I had done um, meditation in in my own personal practice. And I've found that really useful in my life. And so that felt like that was maybe going to be the right path for me. So I started to look into hypnobirthing. And so hearing your podcast, I actually, one of your earlier ones I want to say was about evidence-based birth. And so I listened to that episode and that really, I think just totally changed everything for me. That was when I was really like, oh, I need to prepare by educating myself, not just practicing meditation and watching childbirth videos, although those were really helpful, but that's when I realized there's so much more to this. You'd mentioned like, if you come away from your prenatal appointments, like you go into them so excited, which is really true every time I was so excited. And I would find myself leaving them feeling kind of like, Oh, or like what, what? And so I did end up changing my provider. So that was really helpful to hear that that's a thing that happens and that it's okay. And that you can totally change. And I think I was like past halfway through at that point, probably like 24 ish weeks, um, which now doesn't seem that crazy to me. But at the time I was like, oh, I'm already halfway through. I can't change my provider. Um, so I had decided I wanted to give birth at the birth center. Um, my husband and I ended up taking Cynthia's class. I texted you cause your numbers on the website. And I was like, it's Connecticut, but I'm in Washington. Can I still take this course? And you were like, of course. So we did the formal hypnobirthing class. That was so, so helpful. Having that time together where we were both taking in the information really made him become my childbirth partner. And so he was learning alongside, he was hearing all the information that I had been hearing. I don't know if other people experienced this, but I think sometimes as the woman like this is my journey and I need to prepare myself and so I was like obsessively reading but my husband's not doing that and he cares but he he's not you know up at night googling things and and stuff like that so it was a really good chance for us to to take in that information together
1: well you know it part of the reason you know sometimes we can feel disappointed that our partners aren't doing all the reading we're doing and we have this vision of what we think other couples are doing, where they're just taking it all in together. But it does make sense when you look back as to like those of us who research, those of us who have to keep getting more information, we're coming from usually that place of like, oh my God, I have to do this, I have to get through this. And for me, it was coming through a place of anxiety initially and when you're that kind of woman who's going to do all that research, you also have to understand the fact that you're, in your case, your husband, in my case, my husband, uh, no doubt Trisha's husband, they're like, they're able to say, I'm married to a very competent woman and she's going to figure this out and I'm here to support her. But they also know they can kind of defer the entire thing to us because <laughs> they they know we're going to... Mm derive all the information we need to that's out there that we're going to obtain all the information we need so that's kind of what's happening too they're just like she's she really is gonna get all the information she needs she'll tell me what i need to know and they don't have that anxiety they have that faith and trust in us while we have the anxiety about birth anyway i'm convinced that's why we read so very much because the birth is ours
0: right and i agree my husband is i I think that's exactly it because he's very involved he's so he's amazing But I think he was like, oh, you know, she's got this and he didn't have to go through it. But, but I'm so happy that we did end up taking that course together. It prompted a lot of really good conversations. Like I told him I didn't want him on his phone, which is not something I would have thought to.
1: I say that on day one.
2: Yeah. (laughs) First thing. I wrote
1: it down. (laughs) You wrote it down. I always say to the women, I'm like. All right, you know, if you don't agree with what I'm about to say to your partners right now, because I'm talking to the couples and I'm like, if you don't agree, then after class say, hey, by the way, ignore what Cynthia said. But I'm always like, I'm going to speak for her right now. You're not going to be on your phones. She will look up and see your loving eyes looking back at her and not you on your phone.
0: Yeah. And actually, uh, there's one other thing I forgot to mention. This is jogging my memory because at around 34 weeks pregnant, I want to say, I fell. And so anytime you fall in the third trimester, they tell you that you need to go into labor and delivery just to get checked. And my husband was with me, of course. I'm kind of freaking out, even though I know it's all okay. The baby, they can hear the baby and he was playing games on his phone. And I was like, we can't do that during the birth. <laughs> it just made me so panicked. So I was like, okay, that was a good, good lesson but I really wanted this to be this intimate experience between me and my husband. And I wanted him to be that partner. I wanted him to be actively involved. I wanted him to feel like he also triumphed and and did something that day. So I think having that childbirth course was absolutely crucial to that. Um, So we went into this feeling very prepared Um, and spoiler alert. I, ended up delivering a week late. Exactly. So
1: at 41 weeks, you would say
0: at 41 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the date. So I call
1: that on time. I always have to jump in and name the weeks because I, in my mind, it isn't late. It was all an illusion the whole time that you ever were going to give birth on the quote due date. You gave birth really right at the average time.
0: it, It is funny because, um, you had said this to me, Cynthia, and, and I heard it time and time again from other people. My provider even said this, my midwife. The average, I think it is, first-time mom is 41 weeks and three days to five days. So
1: three-ish, yeah.
0: I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm I'm going to be ready. My baby will come at the right time. And then I did not quite feel that way as I was reaching the end of my pregnancy and I was having these surges here and there. Um, little
2: Little midwife tip right here. Whenever you get your estimated due date or guest date, always add a week and tell everybody that. Yes. Change your date in your head to one week after the estimated due date, because that's much more likely. If you're suffering from insomnia or pregnancy pains like restless legs, leg cramps, or have lower back pain, then you have to try Eight Sheep Organic Sleepy Lotion. It's helped over 73,000 pregnant moms get a good night's sleep. We're not even pregnant, and we love the Sleepy Lotion. Visit 8sheep.com, that's the number 8, sheep.com, and you can try the lotion risk-free with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Use promo code DOWNTOBIRTH to get free shipping. Every expecting parent deserves access to a certified doula, no matter their budget, birth plan, or location. This is the idea behind the digital doula program, Beautiful Births and Beyond. Their on-demand doula program includes access to online classes and 24-7 birthing and postpartum support via text or video. Book a free consultation with Beautiful Births founder Colleen Myatt and receive 20% off an hour of digital doula support. Visit beautifulbirthsandbeyond.com and use promo code DOWNTOBIRTH.
0: So then at 41 weeks, right before the day before, my midwife stripped my membrane and i asked her to do this and she was fantastic she was not pushing it on me at all she was totally supportive of what i wanted to do which is really important um but i was getting really anxious about an induction which in hindsight feels silly but at the time i was i felt like panicked i felt like They're going to make me get an induction and then I'm going to have to have pitocin and then I'm going to go down this cascading flow of intervention. And I don't want that. So I did go the membrane sweep route Um, again, like it now feels so silly. They can't make you do anything. They couldn't have forced me to do anything that I didn't want to do. But when you're 41 weeks pregnant, I don't know. I started to panic a little bit, I guess.
2: Nothing wrong with doing that.
0: Yeah. So April 28th, uh, exactly one week past my quote unquote due date, I wake up to a really intense surge and I just immediately knew this was it. So I, you know, wake up my husband, I labor a little bit at home. I was breathing through the contractions and I had this feeling where I was like, it's time now we need to go which you had told me was going to happen. Um, So I tell my husband, I was like, we need to go now. They check me. They tell me I'm six centimeters dilated, 100% effaced. I was a little nervous about that because I was like, oh no, only six centimeters. But it ended up progressing pretty fast, which is okay. It was great. So she runs the tub. I get in the tub and immediately it was just the most amazing relief that it, it was immediate. And I was so happy that I had chosen to, to do a tub birth. So I labored in the tub for probably about an hour. Um, and then I'm, I start to feel the kind of pushy and I've heard other women say that when I listen to birth stories and I never knew what that meant, but I was like, I've
1: never heard that you started to feel pushy
0: well, it wasn't quite the urge to push yet. It was like pushy little bit. <laughs> it was pushy. Bits. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would kind of go uh, at the end of the contraction. And I was like, oh, I think I mean, made...
2: it's a thing. It's a term.
0: Yeah. I'm coming <laughs> upon the time to push. So I I quick, I turned to my husband and I say, go get the midwife. I need her to check me. Um, I still had this in my mind that I needed someone to approve me pushing, which is, silly now in hindsight. And the midwife told me that she was like, you push when you want to push. I can't tell you what to do. So she comes in, I asked her to check me. She says, I am, there was just a little bit of a cervical lip. And so I knew that that meant basically it it's time. And I I did, I asked her, can I push? And she was like, I don't know. Can you like, you do what you want. Um, She was very supportive of the natural process of, of birth, which was fantastic. And she kept doing that through the whole thing. There were little things I'd say like, when are you going to worry about failure to progress? And she was like, get that out of your mind. Just focus on what you need to do where no one here is worried about failure to progress, like just relax. So that was really helpful. And I think again, important to get a good provider. So I um, am pushing for a while in the tub and um the, they provide a doula because it's a a midwife birth center. That's just something that they do. They provide you with a doula. And she suggested that I get out of the tub for just a little bit. And she said, you're not going to want to do this, but I think we should get out of the tub and push on the toilet for a little bit. I looked at her and I was like, you're right. I don't want to do that, but okay. Uh, I stood up, they took me out and I got on the toilet. And I actually think that that was fantastic. It was great to push on the toilet. Sounds weird, Uh but
2: do you know why your doula recommended that or why providers recommend that?
0: Is it because you're so like trained that when you sit on the (laughs) toilet, your body relaxes?
2: Well, that's part, that's part of pushing on the toilet, but it really has a lot to do with what happens to your body when you, when you change positions or in particular, when you get up and get out of the tub, the way you lift your body and extend, it just helps babies rotate and g- come down further
0: oh yeah but the I toilet
1: i mean i i also do say that in class like the toilet is the only place on earth where you touch it and without even a conscious thought you instantly relax your entire pelvic floor we don't do that anywhere yes, that else too. I mean you could be immersed reading a book as you're like sitting down onto the toilet you're not even thinking about what you're doing but you'll instantly relax your pelvic floor so a lot of women find themselves gravitating over to a toilet they don't know why it feels perfectly weird to them if they think about it, but it's like, oh no, you're onto something. You're onto something instinctual. You're relaxed something. So, what happened for you when you sat on the toilet? What change happened for you? What did you notice?
0: It just felt good. I don't know. That's all, all I can say is that it felt good. Yeah, it was. It it was great. So, uh, if somebody recommends that, it's it's actually it sounds wild, but it, it's pretty good. Um, so I was ready to just stay there all day actually on the toilet. Cause I didn't even want to get onto it, but then I was ready to stay there all day. Um, but then the midwife looked at me and said, do you want to get back in the tub so that you can birth your baby? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> so got back into the tub. Um, and actually I, I just have to add, I, I, my husband was amazing. He was so fantastic through this whole thing He was so supportive. He did everything that I needed him to do. He made sure I always had like a cold cloth for my head. He was so supportive. He was right there with me the whole time. So I feel like I I have to say that. So that was great. Um, Isn't
1: that cold cloth? I talk about it in class. Is that not the most heavenly tool? It was amazing. And
0: when you said it, I was like, okay. I mean, I I believed you, but I I couldn't understand, like because you went on about this cloth, and I was (laughs)
2: because because no other time in life does a cold cloth make a difference like that. It's sort of like, oh, that's nice, but in labor, it's like somebody just gifted you with like a miracle. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, That's it was. Amazing. And you didn't go on too much. I don't mean no, to say I'm that. No, I'm sure I did. I'm
1: sure I was like, <laughs> just take my word for it. Put two washcloths in your birthing bag, get a cold bowl of ice water when you get there. You, you think about the women who don't have positive birth stories. And like, I always feel such a wave of compassion because I'm thinking, okay, they definitely didn't have a cold washcloth on their forehead. They definitely didn't have, they were on their backs. They were told this, they were given that. I mean, if you put any of us, in under, into those circumstances, we wouldn't have the birth stories to tell that we have. I mean, it's not like we were destined to have the births we have. This is how you make your birth comfortable. This is how you make it your own.
0: Yeah. And I, another thing to mention, I will say, like, I really did trust my body, which is something I also heard when I was preparing, I moved into all these crazy positions on my own, I, if I felt like doing like a hula hoop thing, I did it. If I felt like moving into this position, I did it. I just totally like I was moving the whole time. And I do think that ultimately ended up helping just a ton. Um, So I am pushing, I'm in the tub. She asked me, is the baby moving down? And I had this moment, the midwife asked me that and I kind of panicked and I was like, I don't know, how could I tell? But I then ultimately was able to, I, I could feel her move, like twist, which was really interesting and, and kind of exciting. And it really made me feel like me and my baby are doing this together. I feel her. I'm like, okay, the baby is coming. I look up and I say that to my husband and he he gets all excited and I reach down and I can feel that her head is out, which is just incredible because I will say, I still kept waiting for like, where's the the pain, like the really, I can't get through this pain. I, I, everyone talks about like, you'll have a moment where you're like, I can't do this. And I kept waiting for that moment. And then her head was out and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I did it. So I reach down and I feel her head and I say, she has hair. And my, I look up and everybody's face in the room is just like, they're like shocked. And I was like, can you see her? And they were like, no, we can't. So I I moved my position because it was important to me that my husband could watch the baby come out. Um, I'll also add really quickly that in between contractions, we were like laughing. We were making jokes. I was chatting with people. It's like the most peaceful in between. And I was kind of worried it would be this intensity the whole time. It's intense for the contraction and then it's peace. So I, that was really great. So I'm waiting for the next contraction for her body to come out and I the midwife um reaches down to check I think for the cord around her neck and she looks up at me and she says I'm going to get this baby out of you which I was like
1: I beg your pardon.
0: I, I that's what I thought. It was like no, I'm going to get this baby out of me and it was weird because she'd been so like all about the natural process and You know, trust your body. You do this. You're, you know, this is your thing. So she's, she tells me to put my knee up. And I listen to her because she's being a, a little intense. And she reaches in there and does some sort of maneuver and kind of pulls the baby out while I push. Or she twists it. I don't know what she did, but she did some sort of maneuver. And I reach down and I pull my daughter up out of the water. And I, I wish someone had been there to take a picture of my face because I looked at my husband and I went, there's a baby, there was a baby in there. <laughs> like I just could not believe that I just given I, I was so shocked. Um, but then that's the moment when the midwife says, We have a snapped cord. And I look down and there's a bunch of blood, and I could see that her cord had snapped. And so they say, Christina, give the baby to Giles. Giles, take your shirt off. And they got me out of the tub. Um, and they had me get on the bed that was in the room and they were really great the whole time. They told me, they asked me before they did any procedures, but they told me that because the cord had snapped, they needed to get the placenta out very quickly.
2: So Christina, did your, did your midwife change her tone with you because the cord had already snapped before the baby was out? Or did she not see this until the baby was out? Cause obviously if the cord is snapped, there is risk to both mom and baby because that's the, you know, that's the flow of blood and oxygen to baby.
0: I totally forgot to mention why she changed her tone initially was because she felt the hand around by the baby's neck. And so she was worried that then there would be shoulder dystocia because the hand came out with her head. Yeah. So my husband has his shirt off and he's doing skin to skin I'm on the bed and the um, midwife reaches up and, and basically pulls my placenta out. Um, and
1: then what did that feel like?
0: Okay. So she kept saying, I'm so sorry, I'm doing this to you. It, It didn't feel that bad at all. But when the placenta was out, I was like, Oh, I'm not pregnant anymore. I just felt like this immediate relief. I think it was a little scary for my husband because he looks over and he doesn't know what's happening. But I felt really calm. I felt like I knew, you know, the midwives had this. I was going to be okay, and I was okay. And then I laid down, and they gave me my baby, and we had skin to skin, and it was amazing. She was just below nine pounds, and so she she was a chunky, almost nine pound baby, I guess, and. Um, we were excited and she came out no problem. She had a huge head and it was no problem. So yeah, I mean that, that was pretty much it. Then we just hung out as a family and we've just been falling more and more in love with each other ever since. And it's been wonderful.
2: So Christina, looking back from the very beginning of where you started and where you ended up at the end, what advice would you have for newly pregnant women?
0: I think I would go back to what my friend had told me, which is that you should prepare. You should know what you want and you should know that childbirth is doable. It's something that you were born to do. It's something your body can do. It's something you absolutely 100% can do and just trust, trust that. Um, I felt like having such an amazing birth experience really launched me into a really positive postpartum experience. It is intense. I had to really get close with my husband. He had to help me through this and I did it. And after that, I, I know I can do anything. I just, I feel so much confidence as a mother, as a woman. I, it really set me up for an amazing, amazing experience. Even when things were hard you know, figuring out breastfeeding, figuring out sleeping, figuring out all this stuff. It's really hard afterwards too. It really makes a difference to have a positive birth experience.
2: If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share a favorite episode or two. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Down to Birth Show or contact us and review show notes at downtobirthshow.com please remember this information is made available to you for
1: educational and informational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. For our full disclaimer, visit downtobirthshow.com slash disclaimer. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, hear everyone and listen to yourself.
0: So it was cool, but it was funny. My husband and I were like, that person is going to deliver at Yale. Like to us, we were like, whoa, you know, or I don't, is it Yale or is it Har- no, Harvard? No, Yale is
1: right here. Yale is 30 minutes away from us. Yeah.
0: So we were like, oh my
1: gosh, that sounds so fancy. And like,
2: no, <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs>